beauty business babe. My name is Kelly Callahan. I'm a corporate dropout turned beauty business CEO. I started my journey seven years ago with the last $2,000 in my pocket and a huge vision to succeed. Since then, I've been able to grow my small mobile spray tanning business into a half a million dollar international business. I'm here to share my knowledge so you too can create more income and have more freedom. Because if I can do it, I know that you can do it too, sis. Let's get glowing. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. Today, we're doing something a little bit different. I'm actually recording on my phone over here for our YouTube channel, and I am recording for you guys for the Beauty Business Babes podcast. Today I have a very special guest with me. His name is Mr. Richie. If you guys went to Slay the Spray, you guys know who he is. My right hand man, my boyfriend, the guy who stepped up to really help make this happen because if you guys saw the behind the scenes stuff, it was a little bit of a shit show on Friday night. <laughs> Thankfully, you wouldn't be able to notice that if you were there, um, but we wanted to kind of just open that discussion up and let you guys know about all of the things that it takes to really create an event like Slay the Spray. Um, we wanna go into the nitty gritty of it, wanna talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, and just take you behind the scenes with us so you guys know a little bit more about Slay the Spray and the creation of it. So before we start, I'm gonna go ahead and have Mr. Richie introduce himself. Hey guys, I'm Richie, as she said, her right-hand man and um, her boyfriend and father of our beautiful child and uh i did step up i became co co-event coordinator un unbeknownst to me until it until it happened and uh it ended up being a fun experience for me and uh i know it was a fun experience for her and i hope it was fun for you guys and this is my first time on her podcast she finally let me on <laughs> she she wanted to keep me out of the the limelight you know but she's done hiding me so i'm here <laughs> Yeah, so he is from New York, if you guys can't tell by the accent. <laughs> We've gotten so many different guesses. We got, what was like the craziest one? Uh, New Zealand? New I don't Zealand. Know, I don't know where that comes from. It was from, my makeup artist yes. when I was doing Wulu Virtual in 20, mm -hmm. I think 18, 19? 19. I don't remember. No, 2020. Because it was COVID. We had to do virtual. Um, yeah, my makeup artist was like, where are you from? New Zealand? I was like, I don't even know what that accent sounds like, but I don't think it's a New York accent <laughs> at all. <laughs> Most people guess East Coast, yeah. Massachusetts, Boston, which is a little offensive, but I, I, I understand. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and he basically drafted up some questions. So he's going to do like a Q&A interview with me. And I guess we can, well, let me do this. Let me do this. For those of you guys who don't know what Slay the Spray is, let me just do a little snippet of what that is. Slay the Spray was created um, a couple of years ago in 2017, and it essentially and initially was a group training for sunless artists. So I decided that I was going to take my private trainings, create them into group trainings, and travel around the U.S., and we went to Canada one time. Um, to host these trainings so that way we can help women who were interested in starting or growing their sunless business do just that. So we did certification programs. I was doing this for a couple years up until COVID hit. And then once COVID hit, I went virtual and I started doing a bunch of virtual things. So now I'm 100% online. 
This year, 2021, was the first year that we were able to have a live event post-COVID. So I decided to go big. And instead of doing smaller groups, um, which entailed three to 40 people, just depending on where we're at, we did something that uh, allowed us to have 100 women that were interested in starting or growing their sunless business in one room in San Diego. So that is Slay the Spray. That was Slay the Spray 2021. And it was an incredible, incredible time. If you guys were there in person, you guys know exactly like the vibe and everything that um, this entire project and experience entailed. And I was very, very proud to be able to host that for you guys. So let's go in. Oh, and by the way, just in case you guys didn't know, we are actually having a Slay the Spray 22 that's happening in Florida, September 23rd to the 25th. So if you guys want to check it out and see what um, this entire event entails, you guys can go ahead and go to slaythespray.com to check all of that out. All right, so I'm going to pass the mic over to you, Mr. Richie. Three minutes into the interview and she's already stole my first question. Fantastic. Um... <laughs> So easy enough, like when did you start, like I know now that this event is over and that you're already planning 2022, you know, it starts a year prior, but did it, with, with COVID and everything, when did it really start the, the planning of uh, 2021? 2021 started around March. So I had this idea because I personally, like I was pregnant through COVID, I was isolated through COVID, I was staying at home through COVID. And finally, after having Brayden in January of 2021, a couple months later, I was like, you know what? We have to have something where we can all hang out and like see each other in person because I was tired of doing all the virtual stuff online. And it just isn't as impactful. Like it's great to learn online because it's convenient. But as far as it creating impact, which is something that I'm all about, that really wasn't doing it for me. And so I decided that in March, I was gonna start the planning process. So when I initially put this out, there was a huge risk in doing that because um, I didn't know if we were gonna shut down again. Like everything was shutting down in California, opening back up. And it was a huge risk to like say, all right, we're gonna go all in on this. And when I first put this out and I got the hotel, they allowed me to have 54 people in the room. So, as you guys can imagine, like one, that's not a lot of people. <laughs> Two, there's so much money that gets, so much money, time, and energy that gets invested in putting something together like this. So financially, I knew that I wasn't gonna make a shit ton of money, if anything at all, which I was okay with because at this point, I was like just ready to do something for the community and for us. Um, thankfully, through that process in July, they opened it up to 108 women. Um, or people, I should say. And so that allowed me to really go all in on the planning and like invest so much more money, so much more time and energy into creating it because now I had some money to reinvest from the ticket sales that we had, um, which was awesome. So that's really like what created this event. So it was a long ass process. Like I didn't stop planning until like I was there really, you <laughs> yeah. know, the planning continued while we were there. Right. But sure. it started initially in March. Yeah. And that was, I had that as one of my questions about like the impact of COVID and shutdowns and your fears behind that. But I think it was kind of, I mean, I think that's kind of obvious that yeah, well, anything we do now and especially putting on a live event like this, like you're gonna have to take that into account and take the risk or not take the risk. But, um, 
looks like you made the right decision on doing that. For sure. And I think that's like something that um, I would say is one of my gifts is that I don't really like I like to play around with fear. So I always think about like, what's the worst case scenario? Okay, the worst case scenario that could happen is that they don't allow us to do this thing. I have to like refund everybody and I spent a shit ton of time and energy and money on this entire event. We have to postpone it, right? Like worst case scenario. But I wasn't thinking about that like after the initial thought happened. So like I said, I'm putting this out there. I'm doing it. And then that thought came through and then I basically pushed it aside because it wasn't I wasn't going to be able to create fully and authentically if I had that thought in my mind constantly. Mm. You know, I'd be holding back. So, yeah, I mean, it was very scary for sure. But I am a huge believer of, like, the law of attraction, as you know, and uh, manifestation and energy and all these things. So I really didn't want to put my energy into the mishaps of what could have happened. I just really wanted to focus on like how we can create this to where it was such an incredible event for everybody that that was there. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. Even for me. It was fun. And I didn't see any of that fear either when you were, you know, going through it, even knowing that it's going to be there no matter what. Uh, so another one, I, I, I know I didn't realize exactly how much went into putting together an event this size and of this magnitude. Like, so like what's one thing that you could shed some light on for people that don't know what goes into it like what exactly went into it just like one thing you know that i mean there's so... most pe- that most people wouldn't know about like or wouldn't expect because i know yeah even even having put together events before yeah putting this together i'm sure there were unexpected bumps in the road that you know that happened in in this event as it, as it was going on and as you were planning it for sure so I guess it's not like one thing, but it's like the smaller details of the event. So for example, there were a couple of times where we were supposed to, Contessa and I were supposed to like run out on stage and like confetti was supposed to go off at a certain time. And although like all of those little things in my mind like made sense and I was like, I know how this is going to look, you know, when the confetti is going to come out, like during this part of the song. And I sent like the timestamps to like the right people. So it's like all like the little nitty gritty things like that, that create the entire vibe of the event is something that I feel like you have only so much control over. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, you can send the emails and send like the information to the people who are supposed to be doing certain things like that. But in the end, when the creation is all coming together, I can't like stand on stage and be like, Hey, confetti now, you know, like they, it's their job to like push the confetti button when it's supposed to. So I guess like putting the trust in other people, which is like very hard for me because like, It just is in all aspects of my life, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I just want things to be so damn perfect. And those little things kind of throw things off. But honestly, nobody would ever know except for me. Because I know when the confetti is supposed to come out, for example. Like, Mm -hmm. it's the nitty little gritty things that make such a difference. And, like, I don't think people think about how many little details go into creating an event like that from the lights from the dj from you know sending the music from um music going up or down music going up and down (laughs) lights going up and down what the tables are going to look like where people are going to sit it's just like all in the details and thankfully 
most of that stuff is like really fun for me. So I enjoy it, but it's a lot of work. And if you don't have the patience or the vision for what you're doing, it's really hard to get there, which is why event planners exist. <laughs> Shoot me. Yeah. Um, and Nick, of course, obviously Nick stepped up big time. She's the one that kind of coached me through all that. But um, yeah, it seems like it's a lot of like adaptation once you're there, like you could want it to go as smoothly and as perfectly as you want. And I think for the most part, like you said, most people can't recognize the things behind the scenes that are maybe not going exactly how you want, but it's not noticeable by somebody that's even attending, you know? Um, And I think that makes it more authentic. You know, I think it makes Mm -hmm. it more real. It's not going to be, it's not going to be perfect. Like, and I think that's how these things go. It makes it more real, makes more fun, makes it more exciting. You know, I know that the the money the money guns that happened that got all jammed up, and I checked them right before, and they were yeah. working, and and then when you went up with it, it didn't work, and that's it. Adapt where it was everybody devastated that the money guns didn't work right. perfectly. Yeah, no, you might have been a little upset, but it's not. You Honestly, know? I think that was even my fault. Like, I think I wasn't pressing the button. <laughs> so now that I like look back at some of those. Um, the little clips that we have, I'm like, maybe I wasn't pressing the damn thing hard enough because I gave it to one of them to Vanessa and she just started going crazy with it. So <laughs> it was probably user error, which is user funny. error. Um, so what was the biggest difference between this event and events you've done in the past? Like I know I've only, this is the first one I witnessed in person. And then the other one was uh, 2020. Like we talked about the virtual event, which was uh, Wulu, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I know you've done the Wulu prior to that and it was live and I know you had your smaller group trainings with Slay the Spray. So like, what's the biggest difference with this one as compared to all those other in the past? 1000%, uh, is the energy. So when I was traveling to train people for Slay the Spray tour and doing the smaller groups, which like I mentioned earlier, entailed like three people to 40 people, um, it just wasn't the same energy because we were just in a room. We had like the projectors working and everything. Uh, and I had a little bit of music here and there, but it was really like just me putting on the show for everybody. We had like some speakers and sponsors at times, but overall it was just me trying to do all of the things. And yes, I brought in energy and good energy like during the conversations, during the presentations, but this Slay the Spray was very, very um, niche to Sunless Artists and it was like times a million on the energy because like we had, you know, dancers, we had the lights, the confetti, the music, the, the DJ, wheel, the prize wheel, the prize wheel was which was huge yeah. and like having everyone just like jumping up and yelling and dancing and the mics and all these things like we, I don't have a mic for the smaller Slay the Spray so like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's such a different vibe. It's very similar to what I did with Wulu, but the thing with Wulu is that Wulu was for all beauty business professionals, and it was focused in on mindset and marketing. And what I realized is that my niche and what I'm known for is I'm in the spray tanning community. I always have been since, you know, I started this journey 2014, Um, and I don't know why, like, actually, I do know why. The reason why I didn't start Slay the Spray on a bigger scale like this was a couple reasons. One, the ASTV Sunless Summit was happening. 
Um, Shauna, who is the founder of that, actually is a friend of mine. And I never wanted to step on her toes and create like a once a year bigger events for Sunless Artists. So um, earlier this year, before planning and putting it out there in March, I actually reached out to the new owner of the ASTP Sunless Summit, who is Cambry, and I asked her, you know, like, are you going to be hosting any events this year? I really don't like stepping on people's toes. Like I understand I could still do it if she was doing it, but I have respect for her. I have respect for the ASTP. Um, and when she told me she wasn't, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do this. So yeah. that's the reason why I created Wooloo was because it wasn't spray tanning p- mm-hmm. specific. But what I ended up doing when I was um, told that ASTP wasn't happening was Wooloo and Slay the Spray. Like I decided to marry the two. Mm-hmm. So instead of creating these smaller group events everywhere for Slay the Spray and for spray tanning, and instead of creating Wulu, I just married the two, called it Slay the Spray, made it super specific to uh, Sunless Artists, and created an event that was similar to Wulu, like the three days, whatever. Um, high vibe, you know, DJ. Speakers. Speakers, all of these things made it like a massive thing um, instead of just doing the group training. So... It's pretty similar in a sense to both, yeah. but it's also very different to both. So right. just marrying the two made sense to me at this point. So I know like this, obviously, this event was more for the, the women that you're impacting, the women that attended, whether they were there live or virtually, the people in your community that like I didn't really understand completely. And I still don't completely know all of it, but I understand like that you built this community of women that you want to help build their own businesses and grow your industry rather than like competing with everyone. And like I said, as I know that this was for them, Mm -hmm. like what was the most impactful thing that you got out of like the speakers or someone telling you a story that, that just you met there in person, at least I Mm -hmm. should say, what was the most impactful thing from that you learned? Yeah. So there are so many like different nuggets from different people. I think the thing that really stands out for me is how like people were able to open up to me, even just like on Friday night, for example, we had cocktail hour, October 15th. And I don't know, people were just like, we needed this. Like we really needed, I needed this. That's what they were telling me, you know, like Mm -hmm. I needed this. I scraped up any money that I could to be here today. And like, thank you so much for doing this because our community needs it. Like a lot of them were sharing stories about how 2020 and COVID has impacted their lives and how it's impacted their families' lives in a negative way. And it was really interesting to see how like lit up everybody was. And if I could just like bring joy in even just like a two and a half day, three day conference every year, like that to me means more to me than anything and everything. So I think it was a perfect time to do this. I think that um, I'm incredibly grateful that we were able to get together because as you know, like COVID really put a wrench in a lot of plans in a lot of people's businesses. And this allowed some of the women that were there a second chance on starting their business again and giving them the faith and the inspiration to do that because it's really hard to translate that or like to send that love and that like inspiration and support online. But when you see people in person, you're like, all right, like 
I could feel your energy. Like I know who you are. I can look into your eyes and see like you're authentic or like, you know, whatever. There's a, there's a difference between see, talking to somebody in person and being able to touch them, hug them, feel their vibe, their body language than sitting in front of a computer and, and looking at a screen, being on Zoom, all that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's just like more impactful for everybody involved. So like, you know, the thing that I keep on hearing afterwards is just like how much people miss it and like how tight knit people are. Like I see all the same girls talking in the Facebook group. Like it's really cool to see all of the relationships that formed there or maybe even prior and the fact that they met each other in person like makes it concrete. So I would say like the biggest and most impactful thing that has happened were just like the conversations with individual people, seeing how they're giving themselves a second chance on this and seeing them like light up through the process and create connections. I know that's like not one thing, but <laughs> it's like all of <laughs> that's those all right. things. That's all right. I, I get the gist of it. And I think that um, I know I learned a lot, but I, I don't, I'm not in this industry, but there were a lot of interesting things that I've seen whether it be like what um, Maria was speaking about on her um, with the BIPOC uh-huh. community. And like that was super interesting to me. I seen it firsthand. I think I told you like the experience in the elevator with the girl being like, but I'm a black woman. I don't need a tan. And yeah. I thought that was interesting because Maria said it right right in her speech. She said yeah. a lot of a lot of people don't don't think that that's a thing for yeah. people of people of color. I think that was the first time ever and I don't know this for a fact, so you guys can fact check me on this, but like, I think it was the first time ever that we had this type of conversation happen live in a training. Like, I don't think it's ever that happened. Topic. That topic. Mm. So I saw a lot of people like getting her certification after, like posting it on social media and stuff. So it's definitely like something that I feel like a lot of people open their eyes to. That was really, honestly, one of the top things that people were most excited about um, when I sent them a form before like we all met up, um, you know, I wanted to know about them and see who the guests were and like what they were interested in most. And a lot of them said the POC talk Mm -hmm. is what they were mostly interested in. So I'm glad that we were able to bring her in and she flew all the way from Canada and she did an amazing job. Yeah, she was awesome. She was one of the first people I met and she was, she was great. Yeah. And something else I learned was how much of a celebrity you are. I said that on stage when I came on because, you know, I heard some girls talking like she, they're starstruck by you, <laughs> by your presence. And I was like, where am I right now? <laughs> You're like, she looks like a bum at 24-7. <laughs> Just leave it alone. Oh, man. No, it's incredible to see. Uh, you inspire a lot of people, including myself. Um, so what will you do differently moving forward, like with, with the Slay the Spread? Like, I know you're already planning uh, Slay the Spray 2022 just from, like, what we've done and, like, research and trying to get quotes. It seems like you want to go a little bit bigger like yeah. as far as audience mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously a different location. But, like, what's – is there is there an aspect of the event that you want to change or just modify a little bit or, or tweak to, to get this to, to be exactly what you want for it? Yeah, I was really happy with the way things turned out um, with this Slay the Spray 2021. The couple of things that I would change is one, I would probably incorporate more mindset talk because my belief is that if you don't have a belief in what you're doing or, um, you know, whatever it is, whether it's starting or growing the business, 
you are not going to be able to tap into that fully because you're going to be distracted by all of the noise of the negativity and the doubts and the fears and all these things. And this really is, I feel like, the key to everything in life. And so I always go back and forth with like how much I want to talk about the mindset stuff um, because some people think it's like woo-woo shit. Some people don't understand it. Some people think it's fluff. They just want like the technical, mm. show me how to spray tan. And I can like just express this so many times that it's actually, I always put like the technical aspect of spray tanning at the last point as far as like what is important. I would say it's like mindset, marketing, and then technical. And while all of them are very important, I do think that in order to actually take the action, you have to be able to believe in yourself and to have like this thought that, okay, I can do it. Because if you have, if you don't have that, if you're like, oh, like this is just a floating idea that's like happening, you're going to spend years and years with this floating idea just here and you're not going to take action. You know, like you and I have these conversations, yeah. um, but it's, it's true. <laughs> a lot of those floating ideas sometimes. It's true. And uh-huh. I was that for so long, you know, like I wanted to start a business so long ago, but I was like, oh man, it's going to take a lot. I don't have the experience. It's going to cost a lot of money. Like all of these limiting beliefs and all of these things started popping up as to why I couldn't do it. But when I was stuck in this place of like fork in the road, either I go back to corporate or I'm going to just fucking do it and start a business, then a lot of those beliefs started like diminishing because I didn't want to go back to corporate, you know? So I had to make myself like rewire my brain and say like, you're going to have to figure this out, you know? Like let's find out how much it costs. Let's actually do some more research. Stop making assumptions. Mindset talk would be one of the things. (laughs) The second thing would be hiring better um, assistants when it comes to the DJ, which I think we already have mm-hmm. set up. Um, and then also the AV team needs to be a lot better. Yeah. Like I was really happy because this person I actually worked with, well, his company last time at Wulu and they did a phenomenal job. Yeah. I don't know what happened this time, but there were so many little glitches, so many things that I was like, I don't know if you guys saw me when you guys were there live, but I was like yelling at people like on the side, like you better get your shit together because like I was getting frustrated with like. It's true. The AV guy was not. Love him. Just very scared of Love him. <laughs> In the moment. I love him. I'm just. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. Amazing. We have like this vision together, but everything was very mediocre. It was like half ass done. He needed more help yeah. and he didn't. He told me he was going to have, like, an assistant. He didn't have an assistant. All of these things. So I was like, whatever. Okay? So that's another thing that I would change. Um, He also did the virtual stuff, which I would hire somebody separate for that. Or if, like, he had bigger, like, more people involved. And then I would make sure to, like, train them beforehand. Like, you need to go up there. You need to, like, be up and down. Like, you need to be all up in the mix because our virtual people, while they could see a lot of it, the audio was kind of, like, in and out and some of the portions of it. And it's really hard to do this, though, because spray tan machines are loud. So, like, I understand where he was coming from, you know. Like, when you turn on a spray tanning machine, you can't really hear too much because it's already loud. But we're going to have to figure all of that out for the next time. So if I have a better team of virtual 
technical people, then I can charge a little bit more for the virtual event, which is what we're planning on doing because I do think that they're gonna get just as much of value as if you were sitting in the room in terms of like the education part, not the vibes part, not the like energy part, not the connection or networking, which is super, super important. But at least they're gonna get all the knowledge in the same way and you know, than if you were like just sitting there. And to just touch on the AV guys situation and like all the technical issues that we did have, like again, that's like goes back to what we were saying earlier where like I don't wanna say a lot of it, but there was a big portion of it that you recognized. Yes. And yeah. most of the people there or, right. or tuning in on, I mean, if you're tuning in virtually and you hear the audio is, is a little bit off, I yeah. mean, that's, that's obviously something you can notice, but all the other like little tiny things, the timing, right. stuff like that, a lot of people didn't even recognize it. You right. know, and the same thing with the setting up of the presentations. I know that was a little clunky and like people had different formats, different sizes. It was just crazy. And I know, and it's frustrating to see because you're looking at it at the on the big screen and I'm like, you like, need to change. Like, on? I can't read the thing on, <laughs> yeah. you know, the projector screen. So like, And it started from the very beginning. I understand that. It was the entire time, basically. Yeah. But like, it, again, like you said, it was only stuff that I would notice. Mm-hmm. Nobody else really, I don't think, would care. Um, and then the last thing I would change is I am hiring Nick from now on as somebody who's helping me like plan this event because holy shit you guys like I have talked about this um, a couple times and basically what ended up happening I hired a childhood friend who is in the event space like she works with a really good copywriter she helps him create events she I thought was somebody I could trust like all these things He's starting, my baby's starting to cry. <laughs> Good time. Um, and so eventually like what ended up happening, she wasn't pulling her weight because she had all these things going on. She was about to move to Hawaii. She was just basically overwhelmed with everything. So I ended up having to fire her on Friday, which is the day that we started all of this stuff. She had a horrible attitude. Like it was absolutely ridiculous. Like the shit that happened. So I was like, you know what? We're just going to have to work together. I called in Nick, who is our manager for Wulu Live, mm-hmm. and she came in. She helped us out. She like trained Richie. She trained Daisy, and everything ended up working fine. But, um, you know, I I still have love for this chick who did it. Like we prayed for her that night. Like we were sending her love. I sent her a really nice text text message. Never got a response back. Um, all I can do is say I'm sorry that you feel like you're overwhelmed or like whatever happened, but. Essentially, I need somebody who's fucking solid and who will be there and Nicole will do that for me and she has for like the last two years that I've done this. So those would be the only things that I would change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't want to – that was so stressful. Yeah. That night that I found out like I was going to have to like let her go, like I was shaking because I was so stressed out. I was like this thing is going to just blow up. And then I was like, okay, get that thought out of your head. And I had to show up you know, on Friday night, try to put a smile on my face, pretend like nothing was going on. And then when we went home earlier or, you know, to the hotel room, I started, like, texting Nick, like, hey, I don't think you're in town, but can you, like, help in any way? And thankfully, she was in town. So she came in the next morning. She really helped out. And yeah, she did. it was just – I never want to have to deal with that stress on the event day. Like, yeah. no one should have to do that. I paid this person very good money to, like, be there and show up and – it is what it is. It's just part of life, and it allows me to know that I can just continue to figure things out and move forward no matter what, you know? Well, that's it again, adaptation and just getting it fixed, 
you know, we got a problem and we fixed it and we did. And that, that, you know, next stepping up was, was huge. And that brings me to my next question, which, you know, I can't help myself. Am I hired as co-event planner with how much I shine this year? Or was it so much shining that I've been promoted to an even bigger, bigger position. <laughs> Maybe even a speaker. Oh no, I don't think that's gonna happen, honey. <laughs> uh, but uh, you can be our model. Okay. Yeah, you I'll, can be I'll your take model. That. Take that. Um, you can oversee every, all the volunteers next year. That's uh, a good job for you. Yeah, I think you'll be I'm good, good with, with that. that. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Well, since our baby is crying, I guess we are pretty much done here. Perfect I timing. hope that you guys enjoyed this. Um, it was really fun having you on. Thank you for asking all of the questions. It you was, did great. It was fun to do. I thought 15 minutes was going to be long and uh, yeah, 32 minutes, those limiting beliefs you're talking about. Yeah, no, it takes a long time. <laughs> and then I talk about everything and anything and then go in circles because, you know, ADD is fun. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope to see you guys at the next year's event, Slay the Spray 2022 happening in Florida and that is happening September 23rd to the 25th so if you guys want more information go to slaythespray.com we are allowing you guys to get a little bit of a discount so if you guys get your ticket before December 1st you guys can use the code earlyslayers at slaythespray.com I love you guys long time and I'll see you guys next time bye guys Hey, Beauty Business Babe, I really hope that you love this episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. If you love this free content and you want to give me some love, I would absolutely love for you to leave a five-star review here on iTunes or Spotify and make sure that you go ahead and screenshot your favorite episode, share it on Instagram, and tag me at I am underscore Kelly Ann for a chance to win a free prize. We will be doing free prizes every single month and I'm so excited to be giving away some of the courses and the product lines that I have available. Thanks so much for joining me. I love you guys long time and I'll see you on the next episode.